0: It is indeed an honor and a privilege to stand here before you to share God's word. Pastor Rob, Pastor Becca, thank you for giving us opportunities like this. Um, You have to know that Pastor Anthony, when he found out that this weekend was going to happen, that he went to my husband and said, hey man, you know, I would normally let let you do this, but I would like your wife to speak. (laughs) But this is what's cool. Pastor Anthony said, is that okay? And my husband... Pastor Clinton Allen said, absolutely, let her do it. And so thanks, Bed, for this opportunity as well. Um, <laughs> we've been married for eight years. We have three beautiful children. Some of you have probably at one time or another helped corral an Allen boy. Thank you. Sometimes you just gotta lay hands and um, you just do what's necessary to keep them following the path of the Lord. So thank you for that. I'm so excited to be here this morning because um, I get to talk about Jesus, right? Anytime people ask, hey Portia, what are you gonna talk about? My answer is simply Jesus. It's the Sunday school answer. It's always the right answer. And sometimes we're a little bit critical. It's like, oh, you always say Jesus, but no, really, Jesus. If there is no Jesus, we have no hope. If there is no Jesus, why do I even bother to get up in the morning? If there is no Jesus, I will never have patience for a six-year-old, a five-year-old, and an almost one-year-old. Can I get an amen? So I get to talk to you about Jesus. So as I've been preparing, um, my husband and I and our three boys, we moved. We just moved next door from where we were living. We moved into a larger space, so I love it. I don't have to share a bathroom with a six-year-old or a five-year-old anymore. Hallelujah! That's really great. Super excited. It's an old home. Um, Our house is about 105 years old, so it creaks, it groans. My boys will never be able to sneak out of the house because the floor squeaks. Um, We have a couple doors that actually stick. The front door, you have to push it and wait for the click to make sure it's closed or slam it to make it click or else you always have an open door to the neighborhood. But thankfully we know a lot of our neighbors and um, they would just think, oh, the boys are outside playing and Portia's keeping the door open so she can hear them. No, really it's just because we didn't get the door closed all the way. (laughs) So um, do you like doors? Does anybody like to drive around and look at houses? I do, and I specifically like to look at doors, large doors, small doors. I love when there's color to them. I specifically like red doors, I like red. I mean, it's an amazing color. It lets people know that you are there and they can see you. I love doors because they are entrances into good things. They are exits out of bad things. They're a very necessary part of our lives. And today, since we're talking about Jesus, we are specifically going to talk about him being the door. If you're taking notes this morning, and if you are a regular at the Dinah Area campus, Pastor Anthony is your campus pastor, I know you're taking notes on your phone or tablet, on a piece of paper. But if you are taking notes, the message for today is titled The Door is Open. We're gonna look at several passages this morning looking at Jesus being the door, how Jesus opens doors, and the doors that we open. Jesus is the door. John 10:7. Jesus is talking, and he says, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door to the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. Often in scripture, you're gonna find that when a shepherd is mentioned, they mean God or Jesus. And when sheep are mentioned, it's us. And so Jesus is our door as our shepherd. And let me tell you what that looks like. During this time when shepherds would have their sheep out in the field, when it was time to come in, if they were too far out, they would find a cave to herd the sheep in. So the shepherd would herd the sheep in, and then the shepherd himself would be at the entrance and be the door. Why, you might ask? To keep the sheep safe, to keep them inside, and to also keep predators out. So when I say Jesus is our door, it is because he keeps us safe, and he keeps predators out. Amen? We sang a song today, No Not Today, Devil. That wasn't just a fun song. That is truth, because Jesus is a door over our lives to say to the enemy, not today. Somebody needs to hear that. We don't just pick songs just because we like them. We pick songs because we ask God, what is it that your people need to hear today? And I believe that today, some of you need to hear, not today, devil. This is what the, this is what the Lord is saying over your life today. You are allowing him to punk you. And those of you that are a part of sisterhood have heard me say this. Don't let the devil punk you. You are a child of the Most High God. You, if you have a relationship with him, and if you don't, we can change that before you leave today. You are a child of God. And because you are a child of God, you have walked through a door that is Jesus. So now you are protected and are able to say, not today, devil. Don't let him punk you. I used to be a teacher, and I think I used my finger a lot to make my... five plus five is 10. No. Okay. Are you willing to allow Jesus to be your door to keep you safe and to keep predators away? Um, I don't know if you've ever seen sheep. I went to the fair and I went to, is it called the miracle of life? Miracle of life. Um, I'm from Texas and we have a fair in Texas And if you've never been to Texas, if you don't know anybody in close relationship, come meet me, come meet my husband. We'll talk to you about the fair and how amazing it is. But because I'm in Minnesota, I will talk to you about how amazing your fair is, okay? (laughs) So we went to the Minnesota State Fair and we went to see the animals and to see the sheep. And sheep are squirrely. Do you know that? I think this is why the Lord calls us sheep, because we're squirrely, and we sometimes try to wiggle out of the protection that has been provided for us, because we see something that we think is going to be better, or we see something that seems attractive, it seems like a good idea, and so we try to wiggle out. So I'm asking you today, are you willing to allow Jesus to be the door over your life to protect you and to keep predators away? In John 10, 7, it also says that if we will go in, we will be saved. What does that mean? Salvation, eternal life. I tell my boys, Jesus has this gigantic book of life and our names are written. And so I've gone through and I've written their names like real big, Jonathan, Caden, McKinley, Allen. That's his full name. Malachi, London, Grace, and Allen. because they've asked Jesus to come into their life. And if you have done that, your name is also written in that book. Life eternal forever. This is good. Can I hear somebody? Salvation is a good thing. You want to have this good thing. James 1.7 tells us that every good and perfect gift comes from the Father above. Jesus is the door. He is the door to salvation. He is also the door two good things. John 10, 10 says that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but he, Jesus, has come that you will have life and life more abundantly. I think sometimes we just think, oh, just life is just blah. So this is just how it has to be. Yeah, life is blah. But this word just says that Jesus has come, that we could have life and life more abundantly. Some of you need to walk through the door that is Jesus to the good things that he has planned for you. Don't be an Eeyore. Do you know who Eeyore is? (laughs) Well, I guess this is as good as it's gonna get. Eeyore is a character in Winnie the Pooh and I love Winnie the Pooh. Don't be Eeyore. There are good things that are in store for you. We know that scripture in Jeremiah, right? That God has planned to give you a future and a hope to do good for you and not harm. Jesus is the door to good things. This verse in uh, John chapter 10 also says that if anyone will enter through him, Jesus, he will be saved. Anyone. Sometimes when I like to think of anyone, I like to think of, I don't know. The people across the street that are really nice that I'm getting to know. Or that nice cashier that checked me out at Aldi because Aldi is my jam. Mm. That is a great place and they've redone the one that I go to. It's so pretty. Okay, I've had a lot of divine appointments at Aldi, but I won't talk about those right now. We like to think about the people that are nice to us, that smile at us, that are nice to our children, that if our trash can rolls out into the alley, pulls them back, But this door, Jesus, being open for anyone is even open for those that we don't like. For even for those that didn't like our stuff on social media or worse yet, said horrible things on social media about something that we said or did not say. Anyone, even for those that don't even believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Anyone, that door is still open to them. I'm In Acts chapter 10... This is an amazing, amazing account of Peter, a disciple of Jesus, and Cornelius. Peter is a Jew, Cornelius is a Gentile. And if you didn't know, Jews and Gentiles did not mix. They were not friends. They didn't hang out, they didn't go over to each other's homes, they didn't find out, hey, how are you doing today? None of that happened. And Cornelius was a man who feared God and prayed regularly and was seeking God. And God gave him a vision and told him to send for Peter, and Peter would come and give a message to him and his entire household. Peter, man of God, full of the Holy Spirit, is praying, and he has a vision. And God drops down a sheet, and on this sheet are animals that, according to Jewish tradition and custom, are unlawful for him to eat. And he hears a voice that says, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. And Peter, being the good Jewish boy that he is, says, No, Lord. I have never eaten anything unclean. I will not do so. This happens three times. The sheep the sheet goes away. And then three men sent from Cornelius come to Peter. And they say, come with us. And the spirit says to Peter, go with these men. I have sent them. And Peter goes and shares the gospel. I'm going to come back to the story. The door is open to anyone, even the people that do not look like you, talk like you, act like you, think like you. And I have been convicted about this over the last uh, little bit because as I said earlier, it is so much easier to talk about Jesus being the open door to people who want to talk to you. It is so much easier to talk about Jesus being the open door to people who are just, even if they're not like you, they're friendly. We are called to tell about the open door to the unfriendly. We are called to tell about the open door to those that might say mean things. We are called to tell about the open door to the person who might want nothing to do with you because of what you look like or because of who you choose to love. We are called to tell that Jesus is the open door to everyone. But Portia, you just said that Jesus is the open door to good things, he is. He is the open door to good things. He is also the door through difficult things. I don't know who cheated you. I don't know who abused you. I don't know who neglected you. I don't know who has said horrible things to you, but I am telling you that Jesus is the door through those circumstances. Oh, that's really nice. I'm glad that you said that. What do you know about difficult circumstances? I'm so glad that you asked me because I will share with you. I am married to a pastor, a good looking one too. I um, grew up in a pastor's home. My father's a pastor. First, he was in the military. So I'm an army brat first, a preacher's kid second, which just meant, whew, I tried to do a lot of things right. (laughs) I went to Bible school and um, I checked a lot of boxes. I like to do things well. I like to get it right the first time. And I don't like it when things don't go according to plan. But Jesus is helping me and he gave me a husband and children things don't always go according to plan. (laughs) But when I was four, when I was four years old, um, our family babysitter made some choices that affected my life and he molested me. And no person should ever have to be violated at any age, but especially as a child. And if you were in this space this morning and you were violated as a child, I am so sorry. That, that happened. And I don't for a moment want you to hear me say I'm just glossing over what you experienced. But I'm telling you that Jesus is the door through difficult, hard, heartbreaking, wrenching situations. Because of Jesus, I have a healthy relationship with my husband. Because of Jesus, I have a great relationship with my mom and dad. They didn't know. I didn't know what the enemy had set up for my harm and destruction. But God took what the enemy meant to destroy me and to cause me not to trust people, to cause me <laughs> to be an introvert. <laughs> God has taken that and made me stronger because I know what it is to feel an aspect of pain. And while my pain may not be the same as your pain, I know that my God is the same as your God and He will be your door <laughs> through your pain. John 16:33, Jesus tells us, "In this life, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Whatever you are sitting in here, in this auditorium this morning, whatever it is that has been thrown at you, you can overcome." Portia, I can't. Yes, you can, because Jesus said you can overcome. Overcome today. Don't give up today. You were made to be more than what was said to you. You were made to do more than you were told you were able to do. We get to take heart because our God, Jesus, because it's all about him, right? Has overcome the world. He is the door. The door to good things the door through hard things, and he opens doors for us. He opened doors for Cornelius's entire household through the apostle Peter. Because Cornelius, in chapter 10, verse 2, it says he was a devout man and one who feared God with all his household, who gave alms generously to people and prayed to God always. Cornelius was seeking after God. Proverbs tells us that if you seek diligently for the Lord, guess what? you're gonna find him. Right? It's almost like God's not good at hide and seek. Because as soon as you start looking for him, he's like, here I am. Here. Yes. What do you need? How can I be there for you? Because he wants to be found by you all of the time. Sir Cornelius and his household, because of Peter and his obedience, they found the Lord. Matthew 7, 7 says that, uh, knock and it will be open to you. Seek and you'll find. This is a concept that if you've been at church in any length of time, you know this. I'm supposed to knock and keep knocking. I'm supposed to ask and keep asking. Um, If you have children, picture it like this. mom, 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 mom. If you don't have children, you think I am not telling the truth right now. I am. But you know what's awesome is that our God does not have the patience of Portia Allen, and I am so glad. He is so patient, and he wants us to say, Father, I need you. Father, save my son. Father, save my daughter. Father, save whoever it is. He wants us to continue to call on him. He wants us to continue to seek him. Lord, I don't know what you want to do with my future. I don't know how you want me to impact your kingdom. I don't know how you want me to see more people know you. Seek him. Keep on seeking, keep on knocking. Luke eleven nine and ten says, "Say, I say to you, ask and it will be given to you; seek and you will find; knock and it will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who finds, he who seeks finds, and him who knocks it will be opened." This passage continues to go on and say, um, "Because if your child would ask his father, his earthly father, for an egg, would he give him a serpent? Of course not. How much more will your heavenly father give you good things if you ask him specifically the Holy Spirit?" When you ask Jesus to come into your heart, the Holy Spirit comes and abides in you. But there is another gift that is available to you through the Holy Spirit. And I know that there are people in this room that have been asking God for your prayer language and you've been discouraged. Like, maybe this is just not what God has for me. That is not in scripture. It just said right here, how much more will your heavenly father give you the Holy Spirit when you ask him? So I wanna encourage you today to keep asking keep asking. Remember, he's not a puppeteer and he's not going to make your mouth move. You have to take a step and speak out when he fills you, not if, when he fills you with his Holy Spirit. He is a good, good father. So I mentioned my kids. I've got three of them. We have three of them. And uh, one day, uh, Malachi and Kaden were talking, and they were talking about asking me for something. And Kaden said, Mama always says no. And I thought, do I always say no? And I do say no quite a bit, to be, to be very honest. And I realized that I say no because it's my job as their parent to steward them well. And there are some times when I need to say no to them. There are some times when they can't keep having a snack after they get home from school and before dinner because guess what? They're not gonna eat their dinner. And there are times when the Lord, when we're knocking, we're asking for something, he says to us, child, no, because this is not what's best for you, but I have something better or I have something different for you. Did you guys see, this is a movie a long time ago. I would like to say that it was just a few years ago, but I'm a whole lot older than sometimes I'd like to admit. Disney's Pixar Monsters, Inc. Anybody? Yeah. Monsters, Inc. It's one of my favorite movies. I love it, I love it, I love it. And it has, guess what? Doors. <laughs> and I like doors. And the door that I'm going to talk about, it was actually a really, really pretty door. And, um, so you have these characters, you know, the monsters, they scare kids, the kids scream, and then Monster City is fueled with energy. Hooray. Well, they find out that really it's not the screams that they want, they want laughter because it's joy that gives us strength, not fear. Oh, oh you didn't see that one coming, did you? That one was for free. So the main character, Sully, he has, he, um, forms this relationship with this little girl. Her name is Boo, or that's what they call her. I don't think her parents really called her Boo. I don't know. Anyway, um, and the bad guy, the bad monster, tries to destroy the door and puts the door through the shredder so that it's destroyed. And once the door is destroyed, you can no longer go through the door because it's destroyed. I submit to you today that there are people in this room that you have a door to opportunity that has been shredded And you think that you can no longer go through that door of opportunity because it's been destroyed. But you have forgotten who you belong to. And you have forgotten that the one that you belong to is the creator. And he's the one who is able to create the door. He can create a brand new door or he can put it back together, whatever suits his fancy. But because he has a plan and a purpose for you, it is not too late you have not missed out. God is so good and He is so faithful that even when we are not faithful, He Himself remains faithful because He cannot disown His own. So if you're sitting in here this morning and you're saying, But Portia, I've said no so many times, I destroyed the door. God says it's not too late and He can rebuild. He can restore. He is the restorer. That's one of his names. That's who God is. And you need to know that today because Ephesians 3.20 tells us that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. That same verse in the message says, it's one of my favorites, God can do anything you know. We could just stop there. God can do anything you know far more than we ask, think, or imagine. Let's hustle on to the doors that we open. Jesus is the door. Jesus opens doors, and there are doors that we open. Revelation 3.20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone will hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and dine with him and he with me. Side note, I love that Jesus wants to eat with us. Holla! (laughs) Food is amazing, and I love that we serve a God that has created so many good things to eat. See me later. I'll tell you some of my favorites. But in that verse, that is a door that we open. For some of you, that might be a door you need to open because you are feeling the conviction of the Holy Spirit right now saying, I want your life. I want to come in. I want to give you life and life more abundantly. For some of you, it's I want to come into all of your life and not just part of your life, not just the places that you think are acceptable for me to be in. I want to be in all of your life. And he is standing and he is knocking on the door of your heart saying, will you let me in In Deuteronomy, back in the Old Testament, chapter 11, verses 26 to 28, Moses is talking to the people of Israel. It's at the end of his life. Joshua is about to come into leadership, and he says to them, "Look, today I'm giving you the choice between a blessing and a curse. You will be blessed if you obey the commands of the Lord your God that I'm giving you today. But you will be cursed if you reject the commands of the Lord your God and turn away from him and worship gods you have not known before. The choices you and I make can open and close doors." And so I want to ask you today, what choices are you making? What doors are you opening and what doors do you need to close? When you get home at the end of the day and you're sitting in your living room watching or wherever your TV is, what choices are you making? Are you choosing blessings by what you are watching When you get in your car and you're going to work or wherever it is that you're going and you're listening to whatever you've downloaded on your phone, what are you choosing? Is it a blessing? Is it bringing life into you or is it a curse? When you're flicking through your phone on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, what are you choosing to consume? Are you choosing blessings, something that is giving you life? are you choosing cursing, something that is gonna bring you death? Because what we choose, ladies and gentlemen, it affects us. What we choose can allow us to open a door for God's blessing, or it can slam the door for God's blessing because what we're choosing does not give access into our lives. What are you choosing? This isn't me trying to be all in your business. This isn't me trying to tell you what to do. This is me, your sister, saying, please choose life. Choose life. Choose the good things that God has for you because he has good things. Portia, you don't know. I don't know. I just know God. I have a history with him. I know that when I've chosen to do things that are right and honorable, do you know what he has done? He has given blessing upon blessing. And even when there's not been blessing, he was with me and he was faithful. Choose life life, but I don't know what's going to happen. Choose life, but I don't know what's going to happen. Choose Jesus every time. Choose Jesus. You'll never regret it. You'll never regret it. Will it be hard? Yes, in this life, you will have trouble, but take heart. He's overcome the world. Without Jesus, you will not walk into what God has planned for you. And without Jesus... The hard things that you have experienced, they have no meaning whatsoever. It's all about Jesus. We started with him and we're going to end with him. And whoever you are in this place, if you have not accepted Jesus, don't leave today without making him your Lord and Savior. You don't have to. You don't have to walk out of here the same way that you came in. If you do know the Lord, Will you allow him to be your door, to open the door for what needs to be opened and to close the door for what needs to be closed? Will you allow him to give you direction to know which doors you need to open and which doors you need to close? Some of you need to close some doors today. Choose. Choose the blessing that God has for you. I'm going to ask that everybody bow their heads and close their eyes. I first want to talk to those that you don't know the Lord or you knew the Lord and you've walked away. If that's you, we're not going to do a lot of fanfare. I'm going to ask that you raise your hand because today is the day that you can walk through the door, Jesus, into salvation. So if that's you, and you know that you need a relationship with the Lord, I would ask that you would raise your hand. Romans 10, 9 and 10 tells us that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that he was raised from the dead, that we will be saved. Because it's with the heart that we believe and are justified in our mouth that we confess and are saved. So if that's you, I'd ask that you would raise your hand if you know that today, thank you, is the day of salvation. Anyone else? Thank you. Thank you. Church, I'm going to ask all of us to pray together with this one that raised their hand. Father, thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you for the salvation that belongs to us because of Jesus. Church, I would ask that you would repeat with me right now. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for rising again. I believe that you are Lord. I believe that you are my Savior. Forgive me of my sin. Thank you for accepting me. I want to talk to the rest of you that are in this room that one of these doors applies to you that either you feel like your door of opportunity, what God had for you, that it's lost, it's not too late. It's not too late for you to see the blessing of God. It's not too late for you to allow the Lord to do what He wants to do in your life. And so I wanna pray for you. I wanna declare some truth over you because that's what God has called us to do. Father, I thank You for Your presence. I thank you for restoring hope into your people this morning. God, I thank you that what you have started, the good that you have started, that you are faithful to carry out to completion. God, I thank you that we are able to c- declare that the enemy has no victory, that we say not today, and we say yes to what you are doing in our lives. God, I pray for that person right now that is discouraged, that you would encourage their heart. God, that they would hear your voice and hear your truth silence the lies of the enemies in the name of Jesus that only your truth is heard God in Jesus name and everybody said we're gonna worship together